Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday, December 15th edition of the SWAT radio program. I'm David Gray, sitting in for Taylor Johnson with my good friend Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And, Doug, it's good to be here. I haven't been with you for a while. I was uh, had the privilege of being on with Taylor a few times recently, but it's been a while since I've been in the studio with you, so great to be here. Well, it is uh, good to have you, Dave, and uh, it has been a while, and uh, although I did see you the other night at the Christmas party, yep. so that was good. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah, it's uh, been an interesting week weather-wise, hasn't it? I mean, like it was kind of warm and muggy, then it was kind of cool and windy yesterday, and yeah. now it's kind of just windy and warm today. Yep. And of course, what the rest of the country is dealing with is uh, pretty wild as well. I had some... Uh, some friends from our church who did a an event just a couple guys did an event on Friday night and they were out kind of late in the in the woods behind the church property and talking and having some fellowship and under the stars and the next morning they found out about the the tornadoes you know in the in the midwest and they said wow we were sitting there last night under the peaceful beautiful skies and other parts of the country were experiencing such such terrible weather so Obviously, I know you've probably been talking about that a little bit and want to keep those yeah, folks Yeah, it's terrible. In, in I mean, mind. Kentucky, Illinois, all through that yeah. Midwest, that upper Midwest, it's just a, it's just terrible what's happened. I mean, the governor of Kentucky was on, on Monday, and he was um, he was just emotionally, I think, done. Yeah. Because uh, it's tough. And they said people um, died in yeah, age range from like 2 to 80-something. Yeah, I saw that. that heartbreaking picture i saw it on one of the news sites of three young girls i think their mom took the picture they were all in their safe space in an interior bathroom and two of them were kind of tucked down in the bathtub and they had big smiles on their faces i think they were just kind of didn't really know fully what was happening and treating it as oh we're this is fun you know we're kind of all together and 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 a few minutes later one of them was killed so just a can't can't imagine what that's like for those folks. Actually, other family members were injured, but they were all thrown out of the house, that whole family, and one of the girls in that photo died. So very, very sad and got to be very difficult for yeah. the families involved. It is. need to remember them as we go into the holiday season because those folks up there are going to really be probably struggling yeah. uh, just to figure out. You know, when you go through something like that, it takes a long time to kind of get your bearings back. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, we think we, I, I've complained about going through perceived, you know, uh, difficulties before with, you know, I remember when we had hurricanes here and power was out for a few days and we're complaining, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm complaining that the power is out and, oh, I can't use my refrigerator and here are people with folks killed and homes destroyed completely and it's it's got to be awful well um hey it is december 15th so if you're sitting out there thinking you know i need to get doug's christmas present to him if you're going to send it in the postal (coughs) service or fedex ground today is the day because if you don't get it in today it probably ain't going to get here by christmas um 
if you do two night or others, you can wait a little bit. But today's the day if you're using the post office to mail something or FedEx ground. Is that what's known as a shameless plug right there for yeah, Christmas presents? I, I am an extra large uh, <laughs> uh, shirt. And um, no, I'm joking. Uh, hey, no, we, we are glad you're listening today. And, uh, you know, SWAT radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And um, we started um, SWAT Bible studies about 10 years ago. And uh, we've grown to uh, five or six studies now. And then we... We do the radio, and uh, the radio, David, uh, we finish our fifth year this wow. month. Wow. This is our fifth year we complete. And so uh, so thankful for our listeners and sponsors, people like, uh, you know, Gary Hale over at Ace Door and Window and uh, Tom Neal Trucking and uh, uh, people who, uh, Highway to Eternity Ministries, Jeff Andrews, just so grateful for those people that uh, help make it possible for us to broadcast to people who are in law enforcement who listen and people who are in carpool lines who listen this mm-hmm. time of day and uh, others who uh, listen uh, to the podcast after yeah. the fact and even people over in England who listen. We have a brother over in England and people in India that listen and just grateful that you listen. And as we go into this Christmas season, you know, we're about two weeks away from celebrating the birth of christ even though it wasn't december 25th i don't want to blow it for you but uh they're pretty sure that it was earlier in the year than that um that time frame based upon things that were going on but that's the day we celebrate right and we celebrate that and um the fact that god came to dwell among us Mm. is such a unbelievable um thing that he laid aside uh, the powerful part of his deity, the power where he, he chose not to use it, uh, but chose to walk led by the spirit and, and allow the spirit to direct. And um, it was a uh, quite a thing 2000 years ago. I remember read. Uh, sorry, I remember reading a line from an author once. Uh, I think it was John Eldridge where he wrote, it was an invasion into enemy territory. I, I always liked that picture of, of Jesus coming and you know as I've as I've looked at all the Christmas lights and decorations and certainly not in my yard uh, your wife and I were joking about that right about <laughs> not having our it's the time is sneaking up on me but uh, you know I love all the the displays that people put up and I love the lights and everything and but uh, I often wondered you know w- maybe one of these years I'll just get a lighted cross and put that in my yard because that's really what this was all about. He was coming to die, and of mm-hmm. course, to 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 do a lot, to do more than that. Pr- primarily, to die for us and be raised for us, and and um, you know, we like the a lot of people like right the story of the baby in the manger and and all of that. But um, ultimately, it's really about him coming to to live a perfect life and then to die on the cross. Yeah, you know. Um... Do you and Kelly y'all y'all have any special traditions? Anything you do every year with your family or something? Well, certainly, certainly being together for for worship on Christmas Eve and having a a meal together after that, and then and then being together obviously on Christmas morning. And we have our little traditions where somebody passes out gifts one at a time, and we try to take our time instead of having a free for all. My oldest 
he hoards all his gifts, puts them in a little pile, and we don't realize he's not opening them. And then at the end of everything, he's got four or five presents left to open when nobody else has any. <laughs> do, you so, go, do you guys allow your kids to open a present on I, Christmas I think Eve? we used to do that when they were younger. Now we're, you know, now it's our grandchildren who will start probably having that tradition. But we, we did that when they were younger, I think. And, and in my family, when I was a kid, we did that. Yeah. 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 And, well, um, what about uh, any, you go travel anywhere for Christmas? Well, or? we'll go down to, we have in the past, I have family in Massachusetts, but my my son and his wife and our grandchildren are just in St. Augustine. So, but we've, we've realized we've truly become grandparents because it's moved from all of our kids coming home. And even when my son got married and my daughter-in-law and he would come to the house, they would all come to our house on Christmas Eve and sleep over and even when my first grandchild was born and he was up to you know two years old we had plenty of room and they would but now that we have two grandchildren and they're getting a little older we go to their house and we're sleeping over there and we'll be the cranky old grandparents that the kids can't get up in the morning pretty soon so yeah things have changed in that regard a little bit but but it's fine because it's just easier for them with the kids for us to be at their house you know um it's interesting watching um, movies that you used to really like to watch because uh, they were funny uh, at Christmas time, whether it's a Home Alone or Vacation or any mm-hmm. of them. Um, but when you watch them as you go through difficult times, it changes perspective on yeah. things. And um I don't know if you're listening out there and you have relational struggles in your family. So maybe the holidays are a tough time. Um, we all deal with different things in our families. And at sometimes you might be relationally closer, but if you are estranged this time of year, uh, the holidays can be very tough. Mm-hmm. And I think of that scene uh, from home alone where he's, in the church, Kevin, um, you know, um, is in the church with the older guy who said he, his son won't see him. They won't, can't get together. And I, I used to watch that and think how sad that was. Right. But I heard this song, uh, when we saw the Christmas with the chosen, by the way, did you see, no, it? I have not seen it's it yet. It's on the app now. I know. You can see I, I it. Know. I know. We will see it. Yep. Uh, it is really good, but there's a song by a music group called Kane, and, and it's really good at, at talking about how we should respond if we have those heartaches. Maybe somebody's not here with us some because they've left the earth. They're not no longer with us. Maybe somebody's just physically separated because it's beyond their control and you wish they were there. Maybe somebody's relationally separated, emotionally separated. The lyrics uh, to that song are gathered round the table, so much to be thankful for. It's Christmas. Oh, how I've missed this. But through the joy and laughter, you can feel the sadness because this Christmas, everyone's not with us. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's that time of year when happiness and cheer won't be enough to get me through the night. And then the chorus, I need a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, who's strong enough to carry me, Emmanuel, God with us, the one whose love will never end. Oh, Jesus, can you make this season wonderful? Mm. Just a good reminder that Great our focus reminder. needs to be on Jesus. 
it needs to be on Jesus. So I, I pray that for you out there if you're listening today. We will pick up on that when we come back. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment, and we will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Better receive the King. Better Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. I'm David Gray, in for Taylor Johnson, along with Doug McCary, and hard not to just let that music <laughs> keep, great? keep playing. And and Doug, before we went to the break, you were you were reading some lyrics from that song from the Chosen, and just a great reminder of um, you know that that you we were mentioning the holiday movies and kind of secular traditions and family traditions, and all those things are fine and great and fun, and but ultimately. Um, They'll never provide satisfaction. They'll never provide the need that we have. Um, I think that's why a lot of people feel empty at the holiday, and, and especially when they you know, are, have great expectations, and then there's always that little bit of a letdown if you don't know Jesus, I'm sure. And even sometimes knowing Jesus, I get let down by some of the secular stuff because I put too much focus on that or too much anticipation as opposed to anticipating um, the celebration of his birth and, 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 and meditating more on that. I, I can get caught up in, in, in the other stuff as well. But um, you were mentioning, you know, those that were not, are not here and, or that were missing or thinking about, you know, my mom died in May and my dad is, this will be the first, her birthday just passed and this will be the first Christmas for him without her. And, Kelly and I were in church the other day and singing Christmas carols, and it was hard. It was hard for me to sing the carols because she was such a great pianist and loved to play and 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 sing and and of course taught us all those songs. So, but 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 I can get through it and and, and can be joyful in it because I know exactly where she is and she's just fine. You know, more than fine. We we miss her, but 
and I feel for my dad, but knowing where she is, is, is a great comfort. So, well, I, I want to go back to the chorus of that song by Kane. The, the group is called Kane C A I M. And, um, the chorus uh, comes after saying that there's people that are not going to be with us and it's hard. We're dealing with brokenness and uh, pain of loss, whether it's loss of, of somebody because they're, they're no longer here or loss of relationship. And the chorus says, I need a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of peace, the Prince of Shalom, who's strong enough to carry me Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us, the one whose love will never end. Oh, Jesus, can you make this season wonderful? And he can. He can make it wonderful. Um, And I talked about this yesterday with Taylor that, you know, when Paul wrote Corinthians, the Corinthians, and said, these are light and momentary afflictions. You're not talking about a guy who had not been through some very, very difficult circumstances. And I think of the relationship Paul had with Luke, who wrote the Acts of the Apostles. And David, we're pretty much going into, other than a couple, I mean, uh, chapters 12 and and 13, we're going to hear a little bit more about Peter, and in 15 we'll hear about the council. But the bottom line, pretty much for the rest of the book, it's about Saul Mm. or Paul. And Paul was one of God's children. Maybe you have a prodigal in your life. Maybe you have someone that you've prayed for for a long time and you're frustrated. Paul killed Christians. Paul hated Christians. He felt like they were uh, uh, an aberration. He felt like they were uh, pagans. Uh, they they were people who were spreading a, a false Uh, belief in God. And so he set out to persecute them, to kill them, to arrest them, have them thrown in jail. But God met him on a road one day to Damascus. And, you know, God's plan for his children is that his children exist in a chosen, as, as a chosen unified people who put God on display around the world and Paul wasn't doing that because he hadn't been born again. He he was still operating under a belief that he had to earn his way in there. There's a lot of people in the world like that today. But thank God for his plan and his providence. He brings people into our life that show us Jesus, that show us our need for Jesus. Now, we all don't respond right away. But we talked about his providence yesterday, how there were Messianic Jews up in the area of Antioch. And they were sharing with Jewish people, but not with Gentiles. But there were some Gentile believers up there who had not yet been born again. And I call them believers because they're ultimately going to be believers. See, you're really not an unbeliever. You're more of a pre-Christian kind of, <laughs> as kind of a thing. Um. And I know people would struggle with that, but it's all through the Bible. Yeah. You see the that you see the the language that God uses in his holy word. Before the creation of the earth, your name was written in the book of life. Right. And and so God will provide for his children, and we looked at that yesterday. Well, 
today we're going 22 through the rest of the chapter, and we're going to look at the final two things in this outline as God's priority for his children. And we get that from Barnabas as Barnabas is dispatched from Jerusalem to the Christians in Antioch. And uh, he kind of tells them what they need to know. You know, if if you're if you've never done something before and somebody has done it, and they come in and you're kind of all ears to hear what they have to say, mm-hmm. and so, um, so yeah, I uh, I want you to read um, from um, Acts chapter eleven, verse twenty two through uh, thirty, but um, but we got a caller and I'm happy to take the call first, yeah. so. I think we've got Ken on the line. Hey, Ken. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Fantastic. It's so great to talk with you again. I've called off and on, and I love the story of Paul, because as I've read through Acts over and over again, the thing I always take away is Paul was really a man that there were two sides to him and the coin that he was. And when you look at the passion that he had to go out and to persecute the church and Christians and what he did, you knew that God could take that passion and he could turn it into good. And that's what you get, really, the latter part of Acts and what happened as a result of Jesus meeting him uh, on the road to Damascus, which I think is just an incredible story. So he took his passion that was ill— beginning and turned it to something that was just absolutely beautiful and him going out into the gentiles which if you look at what he was not only was he jewish but he was the ultimate to and almost critical uh to go into the gentiles was something that he never ever would have done without jesus uh coming into his life and his heart so that's my only comment and you guys yeah. are great i love listening to you when i can Hey Ken, well you know you know what's interesting about Saul is if if you go back to Acts chapter nine where you hear his story when Luke is recording it, and uh Luke obviously is recording this either from talking to Ananias or Paul himself, right? I mean like because Paul right. I mean it's a first hand account almost of what happened, and more than likely Paul himself told him, but he says he, he relays that when Jesus encountered him, and then when he goes into Damascus, he says, go for he's a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how he must suffer for the sake of my name. And, you know, I was just thinking about what you were saying, him being a Pharisee, a Pharisee, uh, to think that God told him, I mean, when he said, you're going to be my messenger to the Gentiles. He had a problem with Christians. Think about the problem he would have had with Gentiles. Mm, right. You know, and and so God says, my children are a chosen unified people. I'm going to take the most zealous guy to be the most separate, who, who would normally be the most separated guy, and I'm going to make him be the cohesion between the Gentiles mm. and the Jewish people. Yeah. Isn't that crazy when you stop and think about it? It really is. Only, it's perfect only in God's eyes. We could never, ever imagine anything like right, that. Right. And like I said, what a what a beautiful story that it turned out to be. Yep. 
And not only taking the guy that would have been the most separate, but the guy who was doing the worst things to sh- to the to the believers, to the family that he would become part of, to show that it had to be God who mm. did it. Right to Ken's oh. point and to your point, it yeah. it had to be God. He didn't take somebody who was kind of a good guy and just on the you know margins and just needed a little a little training and a little uh, change. He took a guy that was doing the worst. That's why Paul called himself the chief of sinners. He was doing the worst possible things from a human perspective, and God flipped him around. And I think God, that's what God does. And right? that's well, and that's what Ken was. The yeah. point he was making is such a beautiful story. Well, Ken, thanks for calling in. Uh, and thanks for listening to SWAT Radio. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, okay? Thank you. And you all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, right. Ken. Hey, uh, David, when we come back, I'm going to have you read Acts 11, 22 through 30. And uh, we're going to look at the guy that was an encourager to Paul, Barnabas, being an encourager to the Christians at Antioch. And by the way, there's a lot of Gentiles that now come into the kingdom at Antioch. And we talked yesterday about how Antioch was the third largest city. Did you know that before SWAT? No. I mean, the third largest city in the world at that time. So mm. we're talking about a major metropolitan area. And 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 so Rome was bigger, Alexandria bigger, but then Antioch. And by the way, Roman, uh, some Roman people, Roman writers said that Rome was polluted by Antioch. Mm. So if that tells you anything about how bad it was, pagan-wise, and yet God says, this is where I'm going to I'm gonna base my missionary sending agency. <laughs> the, um, the, the first missionary sending church to foreigners was out of Antioch. Well, it's, it's, I think of our Israel trip, and I think of your lesson at Caesarea Philippi. It's Jesus' instruction that the gates of hell will, I'm going to establish my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This was being, the church being offensive going into Antioch. Yep, it's awesome. And they go up there. And so when we come back, I'm going to have you read and we're going to look at his priority for his children and his proof of ownership. All right. We're glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. If you have a question or comment, as Ken called in, call us at 844-777-7928 or you can email uh, what email address are we using these days? Doug at SWATradio.com. <laughs> if you want to email a question, we'll be glad to read that on the air. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back after the news. everyone to the SWAT radio program. I'm David Gray along with Doug McCary and we are glad that you are listening. We are uh, in Acts chapter 11 and we're going to be looking at Acts uh, chapter 11 verses 22 through 30 and talking about uh, God's priority for his children and his proof of ownership of his children. So Doug, I think you 
wanted yeah. me to read these verses, yeah, yeah, so go, why don't yeah, I go yeah, ahead and yeah, do that? Yeah, go ahead and read it, and then uh, I, I want to just quickly delve into that, and then the, the last segment, people can call in if they want. Okay. Starting in chapter 11 of Acts, verse 22, to the end of the chapter, the report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people, and in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians. Now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them by the name of Agabus stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. This took place in the days of Claudius. So the disciples determined, everyone according to his ability, to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Yes. He, um, you know, when Luke wrote this, he was writing to people to try to communicate that God's plan is for his people to be a chosen people to put him on display to the world around them. And, and how beautiful is it that he picks people that the people in Jerusalem didn't even think ought to be in the kingdom to help them when they're in need. (laughs) That's just like God. I mean, it's just so like God to do that. And, and, and that's what proves their ownership. I'm skipping ahead really to the fourth point because you know, if you're God's, but you know, somebody asked me a long time ago, and it was a great question. You know, if they passed a law tomorrow that it was illegal not to do Christian work, but illegal to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a true born again follower, would they be able to convince a jury of 12 people beyond a reasonable doubt that you were a believer? Mm. Now, think about that. Yeah, it's a sobering question. It's a very sobering question. Is God's proof of ownership that you're his child evident to people? It's not just that, well, I go to church or give my money or I do this or I do that. It's do you relate to him? Do you talk about him as if he's real? Do you seek to glorify him? Mm to honor him with the way you live your life. Right, is your life changed? Yeah, it's yeah. not that you're perfect. No, certainly but not. It's, but, you know, I can honestly say, David, that if somebody came up to me, I would testify that you absolutely are a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, not perfect, just like me, but you absolutely are. I, I see that, at least I would testify at this point. And I would hope that you would do the same for me because mm-hmm. I hope that we demonstrate. But there's a lot of people that think that the only proof of ownership is that they go to church on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and listen to a message, mm-hmm. throw some money, a, a tip for God in the offering plate. Yeah, And, you know, um, the proof of ownership is important because, um, and I, 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 again, I skipped ahead for that because 
I, I just was struck by that, that God used these people that were questioned by, or when we started chapter 11, it says the circumcised circumcision party criticized Peter because he went and ate with Gentiles. Yeah. And, and you know, just to interject, I, I was glad in the study you, when you talked about this and I, even though I've heard you teach on this for a long time, I've heard others, I've read about it. I don't think I have still an appreciation for the divide culturally um, and religiously and all those things that would have been there between Jews and Gentiles. And you talked about it the other day that we see the divide in this country and we see the fighting and we see what's happened historically, you know, in terms of the divide racially and the divide culturally and the divide between classes. And we think, okay, we have some idea and that's not to you know, minimize the fact that there has been a great divide in many ways, you know, racially and culturally in this country at different periods. But, you know, you've been commenting on how that is really pales in comparison in some ways to the divide between Jew and Gentile at that time. And, 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 in, and in, you know, whether, you know, whether it was the Old Testament, whether it was the time around which Jesus lived, that that divide was so severe to the point where we don't really understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for us to grasp it. But uh, I, I want to go back to verses 22 real quick through 26. What happens is these all these people come to faith, these Gentiles, these people that didn't know the Old Testament, they didn't know God's law, they didn't know the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, David, the prophets, they didn't know the prophecies, but yet... People from Cyprus and you know and Cyrene preached the gospel to them. A great number turned to the Lord, and it says that the church in Jerusalem sent Barnabas to them. Now, why is that? Well, first of all, Barnabas was from Cyprus. Hmm. He would have been sympathetic to these people. He grew up around people like that. But second, something's happening here in the church. It's not Peter. It's not um, John. It is the next level. Mm -hmm. It is the reproducing happening. Now they're enabling other people to do it. You know, one of the things that's really hard for us in the West, and I see this a lot, it's hard for people to let go and delegate. And I, I'm terrible at it, but we should be multiplying. Yep. And part of the <clears throat> multiplication process is to enable others. Let them go do it. Are they going to do it just like you? No. Are they going to fail? Yes. But you fail. Mm -hmm. And and so let them go. And so Barnabas is sent up there to go check on these believers and to instruct them and teach them. He gets up there and he's overwhelmed. Whoa, there's all these people up here. This is bigger than me, which shows his humility, first of all. He's not saying, okay, I got a good gig going here. I'm in charge of all these people. No. He goes, he says, I got to find some help. I know just the guy. Mm. In fact, it's this guy who I met who uh, was a persecutor. And people didn't believe he was really changed. And God moved me. I, he would be the perfect guy to train them in the Old Testament. Because nobody knows it like Saul, right? He was trained by Gamaliel, mm. one of the great grandchildren of one of the two greatest rabbis of all time. I mean, so... What better guy to go train people up there? So I'll go get. So he searched for Saul. He found him. 
But this is what he told them. When he saw the grace of God, it says in verse 23, and he exhorted them to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Two things he tells them, know God's word, follow his plan. Know his word, follow his plan. You go, well, how did you get know his word out of that? Well, he said, remain faithful to the Lord. How do you remain faithful to the Lord? Well, I, I told you guys when I was teaching last week, turn over to 1 John 2. Uh, flip over to 1 John two twenty four real quick, and I want you to read it because it talks about what Barnabas was saying. When he says remain faithful to the Lord with a steadfast, steadfast purpose, he's talking about you have to know his word to do that. So read 1 John two twenty four through 29 real quick. Uh, 24 and 25 or all the way no, through no. 29? All the way well, through 24 29. and 25 yeah. first. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. So the Apostle John wrote this, and, and, and Barnabas is exhorting the Gentile believers in Antioch to apply this. He's saying, remain faithful to the Lord. How do you do that? He said, let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and the Father. You'll remain faithful to them. That's what he's saying. So you have to let God's word abide in you. How in the world do we think we're going to abide in God when his word doesn't abide in us? Mm -hmm. We don't spend time with him, and we tend to drift. It's just natural. I don't know anybody that drifts who is spending regular time in the Word, not getting a check-in-the-block time in the Word, right. but relational time in the Word, yep. reading, connecting with the Father, drinking deeply from the Spirit. Let what you heard abide in you, and he says, and this is the promise that he made, eternal life. Most people think about eternal life as something distant. No, eternal life is now. Is now. When you yep. abide in him, you are... You are in the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom of God is here. It's me. It's with me. Walk with me. So when his word abides in you, you abide with the Father and with him. And that's what eternal life is. When we die, we just go to a place that we should already be familiar with. Right. It should not be this, wow, we can already experience that. That's why when I was reading that last night or Monday night, I was so moved by it. I was just envisioning mm -hmm. that everything that I was reading from God's word is already a reality. Right. And it's a beautiful picture. And so what Barnabas tells him is abide in the word, depend on his spirit. And um, that sounds so simple. But that's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the abiding part, um, I, I've always said, am I capable of screwing up um, if I spent time in, with God that morning? Absolutely. Am I a lot less likely to? Absolutely. There is a direct correlation no between time and the Word and 
disobedient. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take our last break of the day. We're glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. Our number is 844-777-7928. If you want to give us a call in the last segment, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, David Gray along with Doug McCary, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happiest season of Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you are with us. This is David Gray in for Taylor Johnson today, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. And we are looking at Acts chapter 11, and we've just been talking about uh, God's priority for his children and uh, looking at verses 20, primarily verses 22 to 26 with Barnabas um, going and, and encouraging and exhorting the church at Antioch and, and also going and find Paul, who was still Saul at that time, to, to help him. And so, uh, Doug, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about that. And if anybody wants to call in, we'd love to hear from you. It's 844-777-7928 if you'd like to give us a call or ask, or Doug, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Doug at SWATradio.com is the email address. Um, David, you know, we, we talked about the priority being know his word, follow his plan and, um, uh, depend on the spirit. If you're depending on the spirit, you're following his plan, right? So, so, so those two things are interchangeable, but, um, I want to go back now to the proof of ownership of its children. Verse 27 back in acts uh, 11, um, what God says is, okay, I'm going to give my children a chance to put me on display to people now. And notice what happens. He sends two, some prophets up to uh, Antioch, or down to, I should say, from Jerusalem, because Jerusalem's elevated higher. So they go down to Antioch, and they talk about a, a famine that's coming. And notice what it says in verse 29. So the disciples determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. Who determined? It wasn't Paul. 
Barnabas, the, the leaders, it was the disciples. How did they come to that? Well, because Paul had been teaching them along with Barnabas about the four corners, um, been teaching them about the uh, four corners of the field that you leave for the sojourner and the orphan. You take care of the poor. You take care of those in need. And they realize being in a metropolitan area, the third largest city in the world, there's probably more resources than where they were. And so they determined to help them. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Flip over to Galatians 6, 6 real quick. Read Galatians 6, 6 for our listeners to hear. And that tells you one thing. Paul wrote Galatians talking to people who had been ministered to by Paul. Uh, okay, Bible drill. Let's see. I know, I know, uh, I know. Second Corinthians. I was going to say to you. I was going to say to you, Galatians. That's in the New Testament, right? Okay, I'm gonna okay. Get, I wait, got wait, it. Wait, I me, got wait. it. I got hey, it. Hey, let me tell you. <laughs> if you ever get confused, remember GE Power Company, GEPC, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's How about a good that? way to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so go ahead, Galatians. Galatians 6.6, 6, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Wow. So who shared the word with the people in Antioch? Well, it was Paul and Barnabas, but why were they sent there? How were they sent mm-hmm. there? The people in Jerusalem right. sent them. Right. And so they are, they are following God's, um, really God's model that you share with the one who ministers to you, to his priest, to, you know, those leaders that teach you and train you, and that's what he says. And then um, look up Second uh, Corinthians 9. You didn't know I was going to give you a Bible drill today, did you? You, want me to, you remember when you ever do sword drills when you yeah, were a kid? Yeah, yeah, you had yeah. to hold your Bible yeah, hold, up yeah. by the spine. And <laughs> we had a guy, as a joke, he would say, Hezekiah 9-9, and all the kids would be trying to look up Hezekiah. Yeah. And my dad would say... In the main church, we were in something called junior church. Yeah. They could hear him yelling out fake verses, uh-huh. and everybody's laughing in church. At, yeah. This, anyway, That's Second funny. Corinthians nine nine. No, no, Second Corinthians nine six. Sorry, nine six. Yeah. The point is this: whoever sows. Wait, I want to stop you there. Yeah. Don't you love it in Scripture <clears throat> when God, through inspiration, says. This is the yeah, point. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. Or therefore. I yeah, love yeah. the therefore. Yeah, but, 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 but I mean, that's yeah. just plain. The point is yep, this. The point is this. <laughs> okay, yep. go ahead. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Wow. Go on to read. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So... If you're listening to this today and you give to your church or you give to a ministry out of obligation, don't do that. Mm. Don't, don't rob yourself that way. Be cheerful. Support kingdom work. Don't give, well, because I got to give. I, I said this earlier. A lot of people tip God and they feel like that's mm. their giving. They just like, you know, have, have you ever... You know, a lot of times with servers, well, I got to give them something, so I just throw them a few mm-hmm. bucks out there. You know, I, I've tried to change that with my family, teaching them to bless servers. Yeah, bless, especially during the pandemic when they were really struggling. You know, right. 
a lot of people weren't eating out. Um, and I just wanted to change the culture of instead of doing this because we have, let's choose to bless people. Mm-hmm. And people people are blown away. They, they, they are so encouraged. I mean, when you give somebody, now listen, this, let's just say you throw them a $30 tip on a $10 bill. $30 is not going to break anybody. But you ought to see the response. Well, and it sets you apart, to your point. It sets you apart to bless somebody and to put God on display because, and if you know people who have worked as servers or in the hospitality business, and I do and I have, you know how many people don't tip well or complain or, you know. And so when they see something like what you're describing, $30 on a $10 check, that's a... It's a big deal. It's a huge deal, a and huge they get deal. excited. Sure, and they say not just because of the money, but because of the act. Yeah, because of yeah. the act. Right. But they their face lights up, and then and then you say, "I just wanted to bless you mm-hmm. because God blessed yeah. me." Yeah. Yeah. And they go, "What church do you go to?" Right. It starts a conversation. It, it, it yeah. starts a conversation. Yeah. I, I just want to bless you because you know what? That's what God does. He loves us, yeah. and he, you know, and. I just wanted me to bless you, and so yeah. I did. So anyway. I just wanted to say one quick thing there. I've been guilty, of course, <laughs> plenty of times of giving for the wrong reasons and giving with the wrong attitude. And one thing that's helped me, even if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be a big amount, right? But take the money in your hand. I've done this, and especially since the even the other day since you were teaching on this, and, and ask God to change your heart yeah. before you give it and just say, Make me cheerful. Help me to be cheerful about this. And if you're not, confess it and, and ask him for his help to be cheerful. And then ask him to use the money to, to, to bless somebody. And well, that changes your whole perspective. It does. He changes your perspective. And, and you know, I, it, God bless them. There's some <laughs> believers that, you know, they, they leave a track and, because they go, that's the most, most important gift of all. It is. It is but they don't realize that mm. 90% of the people that you're going to give a track to as a server or leave it on the table. If you don't put money on there, they'll never see mm-hmm. what's in the track mm-hmm. because their first thought is this person could care less about me. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, and I've heard, I've actually heard people say, well, I don't get tipped for what I do. And uh, you know, it's not about you, mm-hmm. right? It's not about me. When we go out and you have an opportunity to to bless somebody and create a conversation, I can honestly say that you can't outgive God. Yeah, you can't outgive Him. I mean, you know, I've had people say to me all the time, "I don't understand why." You know, uh, I, I I told God that if you know if I win this lottery, I'm going to give all the money away. You know, I want to give it. I'll give half away, or I'll give a fourth away, whatever. God doesn't need you to win the lottery to give money away. He can he can bless you with money to give away, but sometimes he wants you to give sacrificially. Sure. And so um I want to I want to go to Ephesians 2:8 real quick, Dave, because everybody knows Ephesians 2:8 and 9. For by grace you've been saved through faith, it's not your own doing, it's a gift of God, not a result of works, so that nobody may boast. For we are his workmanship. We forget 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared when? After we came to faith? Mm -hmm. No, beforehand that we should walk in them. 
We should walk in them. Why is it that we don't walk in a manner worthy of the calling? Paul talks about in Ephesians 4. Because we're not one body, because we're not one spirit, because we don't have one hope, we put our hope in other things. But when you realize that the only hope we have is Jesus, the only hope we have is Jesus, we, we want to work in a, walk in a manner worthy of his calling. So my ex- encouragement is you this season, do what Barnabas said, know God's word and follow his plan. Be led by the Spirit. But let his proof of ownership be seen to you. Bless people mm. in his name. Um, so, yeah, t- tomorrow we're going to have uh, Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, is going to be our guest. Oh, very cool. You might know him uh, from uh, God's Not Dead. He was in that. But he was uh, uh, Hercules in a, a series. I, I don't know if it was a t- I think it was oh. a television yeah, series. Yeah, right? he was on a TV series, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he, I think he did like six seasons of that. and um, But he's got a great testimony, um, you know, uh, of what God did in his life. And, uh, a fact, in fact, he had some uh, – he also was in Soul Surfer. You remember that? With yes. A, 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 I forgot. A, yeah, Beth, I forget her Bethany, name. Bethany, yep, Bethany. Bethany, yep. So, um, anyway, um, well, join us tomorrow – and uh, I'm sure you'll be encouraged by Kevin Sorbo and then Taylor and uh, Anthony will be here on Friday. So, David, thanks for rounding Always out today, Always good to be man. here. Always great to be here. And, and happy Festivus. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> We're always glad you listen. Always good to get a Seinfeld reference in. <laughs> during the hour but uh we're glad you listened like doug said come back tomorrow and and hear doug's interview with kevin sorbo and support anthony and uh and taylor on friday have a great christmas if i'm not back on and talk to you soon god bless If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual